We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Jack Ramsey's postgame show. I'm your host, Danny Morang, joined as always by Brandon Sprague. The Blazers get the Laker pack out and absolutely mm-hmm. they smoke it up. Sprague. They, they, <laughs> they, they smoke it up. Um I don't I don't know if you would call this the dankest of Laker pack because it looked like some stank weed. Uh that was that was the dirt weed Laker pack. If I think we're, if we're <laughs> that's if we're, where we're going with the I, show tonight. We're I, just going to weed reference. I mean, I, I leaned into it a little bit. I might as well just keep going. Um, but in all seriousness, that Laker team looked trash, just awful on Dog every level. Shit. Like, yeah. what is it that they're, they're supposed to do? Like, what? This is very strong. Like, what is your purpose vibes? Right. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, um, are you supposed to be like a physical team? Are you supposed to be a vertical spacing team? Are yeah. you supposed to like spread the floor and get downhill? Like, granted, massive, massive grains of salt in the sense of you no know, LeBron James, no Anthony Davis, but my God, Russell Westbrook is—he's—he's he, degrading mm. more than I ever thought he was going to. Like, and I've—I've I've seen him, yeah, fall off a cliff really since his MVP season. It's bad. Like it's genuinely bad. So I, I, you know, I think I thought he was okay. Even like, look, the level, <laughs> the level varies here by what I'm of what's saying. acceptable. Even in the Rockets, you know, a couple game, uh, a few moments, I would say last late year. season with the Rockets, he was okay. He kind of yeah. figured it out with the Wizards, but like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Your, your overall point is, I it totally, I get it. I'm wondering if this is the worst game I've ever seen him play. And I, I think it might be, I know he's had some bad stinking games, but uh, it's, you know, I said this to one of our listeners, Jeff on Twitter, like I, I I'm kind of sad about it. And I know he, that's controversial because he's polarizing in Portland because of the Dame stuff. But yeah, I, I will always appreciate a player for, you know, for all the listeners that don't like Russ and I get it. I do. Let me try to maybe try to sway you with this. If you are a big Jordan fan, right? Some people love the Kobe stuff too. Um, that's why I love Russ. Russ every single night brings brings the energy. He brings his best. Now that doesn't always mean your team's <laughs> going to be successful, <laughs> but but I can appreciate that because this was a league for a long time that was going through. Oh, its stars are going to sit on prime time, and it's like that's stupid why would you yeah. do that to your league 
Russ laces him up every single chance he gets, and I love that about him. Um, and he's good. Like I think we crap on him too much, but yeah, do we? We're yeah, I do. I do think we <laughs> we have in his in his career, but now ah, kind of earning it, right? He's aging like Iverson, yeah. And that did that did not age well. Yeah, so it's it's unfortunate when you rely on explosive athleticism and drive. Um, both those things degrade faster than anything else. Carmelo Anthony has kind of figured it out in a sense of it but took he's a better him, shooter. He's always been he, a better shooter than Russ. Yeah, but even he was a volume guy. He had he was not a great three point shooter throughout his career. No, his, no, not a three point shooter. No, but he's he's changed that. He's kind of figured it out. And I mm-hmm. I don't think Russ is ever going to. I think his ego and his drive are so interconnected that he's he's not going to go Derrick Rose. Like Derrick Rose, like he was forcibly changed rudy gay was forcibly changed carmelo anthony was just father time but see that's the thing about russ that i've always kind of thought um we see some videos from time to time about his summer workouts like we saw this year he was like yelling at a guy like set a real screen man like i kind of like that but you don't see the videos of him shooting and i he doesn't strike me as guy who doesn't work on shooting i think he does he's tried to tweak his jump shot he he's he works out the black ops guys like he's so maybe he's just he's might be one of those guys that never has that ability. He just never is able to harness it. And that's unfortunate because to age well in this league, you have to be able to shoot, especially when you, you you lose that. Got at least had that elbow jumper. The the Chris Paul elbow jumper has to be there. That's like he airballed an elbow jumper twice, twice. Yeah. He, I think it was, it was either Dame or CJ hit the, the hezzy pull up. And then he came back and was like, Oh, I can do that too. Yeah. And then he left it three feet short. And I was like, Whoop, can you? He Did tried he to follow up the Dame. Oh, yeah. He tried to follow up the Dame three, and then he airballed the three. I think he had three or four airballs tonight. Yeah. Uh, we've now spent five minutes talking about how awful the Lakers look, and that's what do, <laughs> do cause because they look like the worst team I have seen this year. Like it, it's, so, it's so, it's so, so, so weird because it's. I've watched the Pistons games. Out. I don't know. Yeah, but they're supposed to be hot garbage. Oh, I know, but. Like, you said the worst team, and I was trying to think. Is yeah, there but I, I guess it's probably a sliding scale because, yeah. like, you're supposed to be up here, and you're, you know, you're digging deep. Um, but as far as it's, it's one of those games where Cody Franklin, <laughs> perfect. We need to remain grounded. Danny will will tell us not to be to be hyped over beating a LeBron Davisless Lakers, and he's probably right. I was literally <laughs> just getting ready to go into that. Perfect. Yes. Um, the Blazers did not play great basketball tonight. They came out with good energy. I yeah. liked that. That they, was they, yeah. That was my like it. Yeah, the, like uh, that was, was like all right, cool. That's that was. And again, we have talked about this. Good energy and timely shot making can cover up for a lot of sins, and we saw that tonight. It's, the the offense tonight, you can say, devolved into matchup hunting, pick and roll, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there was a prime benefactor of that tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yusuf Nurkic caught the ball in space with all kinds of time to do things. Yeah. Uh, I believe he finished 6 of 6. What was the final box score? He had 16 rebounds, or did he get more than he that? He had 17. He, in, 17 his final okay. box score line is probably even a little bit more gracious than his game was tonight. 15-17-1. Three steals, one block, two turnovers, one foul. Clean game, plus 22, kind of passes the eye test. Um, it didn't feel like he was that dominant. I think there's a big portion of, oh, man, what did the Lakers end up shooting? Because it was abysmal. It was 27% oh, at one time. They, oh, they got it back up in the fourth quarter to 38%. So, I mean, they, they finished the game 34% on 
28% from three. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The Blazers finished 38%. Yeah. So the Blazers shot 38% from the field, 27% from three, and yeah. they won by 15. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And by the way, that they could have very well won by 30. But that fourth <laughs> they, quarter was just... Had they played well, yeah. Ugh. Uh, it was a disaster piece. But let's talk about Nurk here real quick. What did you like from Nurk tonight? So I, I like that Nurk won, you know, I had kind of, I assumed AD wasn't going to play. The fact that he did start, I was like, oh, okay, Maybe he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You like, remember the Chris Bosch game when LeBron and D Wade sat out? Like, mm-hmm. I thought, hey, maybe this could be a night where AD goes off. I mean, he played seven minutes. And Turns he out he had too in. much screen door chicken. Yeah, he might have, whatever it was, or he watched his teammates and got sick. Like, whatever that was. <laughs> I don't want to be uh, here. I'm done. I'm packing this in. There was a tweet that was really funny. I forgot who tweeted it, so apologies here. But it was right as the game started. Basically said Anthony Davis made a note that people knocked him for missing time, and that if he was even 50-50, he was going to play. Probably one he of the played, LA guys, like McMenamin or something. It was some. It made McMenamin, maybe Orem, like somebody yeah. had because it was a quote from AD, and the dude played seven minutes and said, "Nah, screw this game. I'm not playing." Got to like, case the bubble guts and shut it down. Or the bubble guts, you know, whatever you want to label yeah. it. I was expecting Nurk to have a good game because I didn't think AD prior to the game was going to play. Mm-hmm. And to see him go out there, I mean, look, th- this is my takeaway. Did he play a perfect basketball game? No, but he feasted on the opportunities that presented themselves. That's that the key. That the is the thing key. for him, Danny, is what? It's confidence, mm-hmm. right? It's building. There was a little bit of Nurk swag tonight for the first time all season. There was. And so 
even if you don't think that that was impressive because of the lack of big depth that they have mm. in LA, it still matters. It still matters yeah. to me that he was able to go out there and, and put that stat line together and play the way he did. Yeah, it, he he is a confidence player. I think he is the biggest confidence player on this roster. When he, well, actually, it may be Ant. Ant might be the biggest confidence player on this roster now uh, when he's playing with no, it. I, th- I think it's Yusuf. You think I, so? I, Just because I, he can't I, yeah. play without it? Because I think Ant. And has had like some game. He's had one or two games where he hasn't shot the belt. This is the second game tonight, well. but he's found another way to get involved. Right. Yeah. And he still had some moments offensively. I, I think he is okay. He will always be locked at Nurk. I think we have seen the pattern with him is it's confidence up, confidence down. Yep. And so I, I think it's more important for him. Yeah. I, I thought Nurk was great in, in one facet tonight. Control, 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 control. Um, if you if you want to uh, highlight uh, Mr. Richmond, Mike Richmond, since everybody's uh, shouting out podcasts tonight, um, Richmond has stated numerous times that it'd be nice to see Nurk to do like a high school jump stop when he catches, just to like slow the bleep down. Yeah, I like that. And yeah. tonight he kind of did. Did you notice he gathered himself and went straight up? There wasn't the floating, fading, leaning. He wasn't Even, in a hurry. No, he no. Controlled himself. Yeah. He had one one catch on the move, and that's the other big thing. He's not great catching on the move. He's just, right. which is weird because he's got good hands, but it's just sometimes it's like it's covered in bacon grease. But when he's able to load off both feet, he's much more control. When he's trying to like slide by you and do the Jokic Euro step at seven foot tall, it's not his game. That's not him. No, he's a big dude with tree trunk legs who does have you know ballerina feet. He's got incredible uh, foot control with his you know post spin and but the connection between the foot and the hands, it's not there like Jokic. It's just not, and that's okay. Right. But he went up under control. Maybe not as aggressive as I wanted, but better than leaning back. Better than the the, the little push shots. He was. He left a couple right on the front of the rim. It went, ah, ah, and, and, they kind bar- of, and they, they just, just fell dropped. in. Like, yep. they, okay. All right. But if he's going forward, I've maintained this the entire time he has been in Portland. If he is attacking and going forward, more good things will happen. And when he catches, stops, and goes forward, it's like, oh, cool. Uh, in the past, Dwight Howard um, and DeAndre Jordan have absolutely smacked him around. They are both entirely washed. Oh, they, DeAndre Jordan even more so than Dwight. Like watching him shoot for rebounds, it was, I was painful. Like, I know he wasn't great last year either for Brooklyn, but to watch him this year, I'm like, oh my god! It looks like everybody absorbed your powers. Oh yeah, no, he is. He's not that guy. No. Uh, the other thing, it, it, it popped up in the box score tonight, but uh, Nurk tweeted it out the other day uh, when he was, I think he was like sixth or seventh in the league in deflections. The one thing about having him up above the free throw line, he does have good hands. He does, when he's not, let me rephrase this, he has good hands when he's not out of breath because mm-hmm. he, he he will reach when he gets in trouble. Um, and he got a couple steals tonight and being aggressive, uh, having Larry Nance Jr., having Yusuf Nurkic, having Robert Covington up in those passing lanes is good. The trade-off is, and you saw it tonight, on a night when a team is better than the Lakers presented in the front court, Nurk could have gotten in trouble because he was gassed. Did you see that from him tonight? Just, yeah. Ooh, yeah. like He was sucking wind a couple times tonight, and I was like, mm, keep going. you gotta, you got to find a way to get through that. But, but that's, but that, you know, or, or, 
That's who he is. Yeah, he's he's a seven foot three hundred pound dude who can play twenty seven a night. Yes, well, twenty seven might even be gracious. I'm being like, nice, okay. Listen, I, he played I, well tonight, okay. No, well, I I think he is one of my three big things of the night, right? Like, mm -hmm. Ant was four of fourteen, oh of six from three. He, we we mentioned it. He still found ways to contribute. CJ, by the way, he's lucky this game was blowed. He almost had a Dame level game. He had oh. seven points. He was one of ten from from three, and he was three of fifteen from the field. I, I loved what Nurk did because it was an opportunity for him to have this game. Dame, I know he shot sub 50% and he was sub 50 or, or what, six of 14 from three tonight. But he had moments where it kind of felt like he he looked like the Dame we had seen. Yeah. And I think that was big for him. Pulling up from 35 with an FU3, even though he missed it. Right. The confidence in his, like in his strength. That yes. is the first time this season I was like, Hey, there that is. I haven't seen it all year. And then um, Rocco. Rocco was my other big takeaway tonight. Now, like the box score might not pop off for people with 12 points, but four of seven from three and four of eight from the field. I'll, I'll, I'll take that all day. That is the If Rocco he's giving you that, you, you, yes. you take it and run every that's the night. That's Rocco we need. Yes. And that's three games in a row now. Yep. It's almost like he just started slow. Like last year. And yeah. it was, hey, guys, I exist. Just let me let me touch the ball every now and then. That's all I want right. to do. Just, just a little, you know, keep the hands warm. No big mm -hmm. deal. Um, CJ looked like he was going to be on a heater with some of the shots he hit, and then he missed everything else. Everything it was, else. It was a weird, weird night. Um, Dame had a couple bursts. Talking to a few people, they're like, "How does that? How did that look for you? Like, do you th still think he's hurt? Yes, I still think there's something there. But, but there was for the first time real signs of trusting." the explosiveness. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't get the, the right to left split blow by. Um, he didn't come off a screen and go, you know, with his hair on fire and get by guys, but he looked a little bit better. Almost like, um, I don't know. Like they shot him up with Toradol? That or a, or <laughs> that or a, uh, a, a weight was lifted. I don't know. Um, oh, I was going to say, did he spray himself with biofreeze? I was going to almost like a, a weight was lifted off of his shoulders. Hey, you know, we talked about that a little in the pregame, and I I, um, I know we talked mainly about the big story with Neil more so than previewing this game, but I think yeah. we, we noted both. Um, the Lakers without LeBron and AD are absolute trash, and this game was going to be a Blazer blowout. But they still came out and played. But they did. They, they executed. They came out with the right intensity, I thought, to start the game. Uh, shout out our good friend Lamar, who noted that as well. Like, yes. They, they have to come out, and they have to play with that aggression. When they don't, it goes to what you and I have been noticing, and I think a lot of people who watch these games, if that lineup doesn't come out with the right energy, they instantly have this weird vibe around them. Yeah. And it's, in, you know, it's, it's like, oh, take these three dudes out, and, and let's just run the bench unit with Dame. The last two games, they've they've responded to a three-game losing streak by saying, "Yes, we'll see how this goes, but we're not gonna not give a damn." And they've rolled it out, and they've they've played really tough to open the games. So they're still. I, I don't want to downplay two wins is two wins. You take wins in the NBA, however you right. can get them. Anybody who watched me on on Outsiders or Joe, I will tell you the same thing. If you are a competitive team that is trying for the playoffs and you think you're more than that, moral victories do not mean a damn. They do not mean anything. I do not care. However. You still need to get the wins. You got to win some ugly games each year because you're going to lose some ugly games each year. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Right. I am still concerned with the process. The process tonight was not good for large stretches no. of the game. They were lucky they played... A wounded animal. There's maybe two other teams in the league. Three. OKC, Houston, Detroit. Who uh, you... Careful with OKC. They, they've gotten this same Lakers. <laughs> this is true. Okay. Knows. So Detroit, <laughs> Detroit and Houston. Because uh, yeah. Orlando's finding ways to score. So as weird as that is. By the um, way, Houston, could you imagine Jalen Green against this team? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's... It's a lot. Let's let's just say. Um, I know. To your point, I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep no, no, no. I, I started thinking about it. I'm like, God, how many teams are worse than this Laker team is playing right now? Especially without Braun. I think Detroit. Uh, that's it. Yeah. It's. But I mean, had they been playing anybody else, they probably would have gotten smacked around. The the process offensively, uh, I thought when they looked good was on the pick and roll. I thought when they got away from that, their movement was not very good. Um, I thought there was a lot of standing around. I think there was a sense of, yeah, this Laker team sucks and we can get through this. I don't like that from this team because they haven't earned that. Now, I, 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 it should be noted, like, to your point on the effort, you bring this on Tuesday against the Clippers uh, in your season finale against them, by the way. They're going to they're gonna smoke you. We, we've seen that show before. Even we've as, even as much that. as that Clippers team is struggling, right. they present unique problems with all of their wings that Portland does not yet have answers for. Right, and Portland's not a team, I think, to overlook very many teams in this league. Any night, you can be right there. Um, that being said, you know, you, you mentioned, like, pick and roll and kind of standing around. I'm with you 100%, so don't don't lose me here. Yeah, no, go. I think part of this can happen to teams like Portland where they, they get into it and they instantly can tell, oh, that they don't have it. That they don't want to play. Is, they don't want to play like mm-hmm. they and I texted to you early and I know they kind of cut in the lead late, but I kind of just felt you just text me. It. It's over at like halftime. <laughs> I think it was the first quarter. I think like, it might have been. It was the Lakers didn't give a damn. And I'm sorry. You can see that sometimes on these teams. On It's 82 games. It's 82 games. And even in the early season that you can just get in a weird funk. We just watch a Blazers team get their ass kicked over three games. So and sometimes you just get in a funk. It's not great. I think for the long term uh, process that you're citing. But I think this can happen from time to time. One team can identify the weaker opponent and say, we can do a lot of things tonight. We don't have to be perfect. They were and it's better to get a win there points. than to get a loss there. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm not beating this one to death because following the, the press release last night, coming into this game, uh, I think you've got some things that you are, are positive things to build on. You got Yusuf Nurkic a little bit more involved. He has not looked great over the last couple games. Uh, he, uh, we're, I, I don't care what the box score says when he's not involved. It's just not a good thing. Um, last six quarters, much better, much better, much more involved. Uh, 
diving harder on on the pick and roll actions, making himself more available, getting himself into the right spots, uh, playing better off of Norman Powell. I've noticed that those two have kind of gotten in each other's way a little bit. Uh, after we had Caitlin on, I went back and, and watched the action she was talking about and just kind of watched that game progress. And I was like, yeah, those two are kind of getting over on each other. Because if you think about it, Dame is getting downhill, but not quite as often as he has before. And, yeah. they're, and they're using that, that, that takeoff area really for Norman Powell to come off those screens and get downhill very often. Right. Who's often setting those screens? Yusuf Nurkic. If Yusuf Nurkic is setting that screen, what is he not doing? He's not involved entirely with the offense with the ball in his hands, which is trying to find that balancing point that Chauncey has to find between getting guys' touches. Uh, So, I mean, you look at it tonight, and it's not going to be as clear because of how the game went, but Powell 11 shots, Nurk 6 shots, Dame 19, CJ 15, uh, and Cove 8. That's probably closer that's the shot distribution I was kind of thinking in my head. You right? bump Nurks up a little bit. Yeah, sure. Six is a little low. Yeah. 10, 11, I think is probably. So you, I think that's the safe. I think that's the sweet spot. That That's pretty close to the sweet spot. I would say if he only gets six, but he's six, six. He's Listen, if, he, if he's, eff- yeah, no, if he's effective, great. But this is a guy who historically he's just not been a great finisher. Uh, I, I thought the other good thing about this game, aside from just getting a win and blowing out a team like the Lakers who have higher expectations than Portland. And now you have the same record as them. Um, the beauty of this game, Danny, to me is you, you got the win convincingly on a night where your bench shot seven of 36. Like you had yeah. a very bad bench night production wise but you easily won the game. And I think the good thing with that is we know how reliant they're going to be on Nance, Ant, Nas, mm. you know, Cody from time to time. Like we know what those guys' value is on this team. And they largely didn't really have it tonight. And that's yeah, okay. And Nas are seven of twenty one combined. They weren't good. Like, but that's that was kind of one of my big takeaways too, is they convincingly won this game and their bench played like dog ass. I don't think their bench is going to have a ton of nights like this. So this is, if you're going to have them, it's nice to waste them on nights like this. This was their for their first like combined bad effort or bad bad scoring night, I should say. Right. Um, right. I will say, and we'll kind of lead into here with, with Ant. The looks that he got are the looks that I'm comfortable with him taking over and over and over and over. He didn't hit his threes tonight, and I don't play this game of like if this then. But if he hits the threes that he that he normally gets, that's it's a monster night for him. So, again, process, process, process. His results will be there if the process is good. Uh, the process side of that is this. Playmaking tonight, he was on one. A lot, a lot of one-handed, off-the-bounce, rip passes mm-hmm. across, getting it from side to side, those diagonals, those diagonals, those 45s, getting along, dragging down to the, to the dunker spot. Um, that and the Hezzy, where he turned Dwight Howard into a pretzel was just <laughs> and he finished with the left on the on, right on, side yeah, the to quick get up scoop and under yep. him. yeah and, and oh man i love that play listen he had a couple plays tonight the the putback where he where he missed the the original first shot of the of his of the night for him yeah. he got back up and put it back in before anybody else hit the floor and i was like good god um he had his his low lights were just missing shots that i think he normally hits but his highlights tonight were spectacular the like i said the hezzy the uh quick jump finish the playmaking and my god that pull up at the mid-range that was 
that's that's special type scoring because he made it look easy, man. It's it's another game that we can point to where statistically you go, oh, he was awful, right? Like if you didn't watch this game and Four, I showed you or, that box score, oh, 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 six from three, you're like, oh, you'd shake your head and go, oh, like you look like you just tasted a lemon. You wouldn't mm -hmm. want nothing to do with it, and I get it. But if you watched the game. Yeah, production-wise, he didn't give you the best shooting performance, but this is my big takeaway with him. He's had multiple games now like this where he hasn't had it, and that's okay. I'm, I know that we're going to have that. That's natural for a younger player. Yeah, He's not allowing those off nights to dictate how he contributes yep. overall, and that's that's an important factor for me with young players is that's good to do, great that's that's what sulk? that is yeah do you sulk into the missing and the oh i don't have it tonight what woe is me or do you do you keep shooting with confidence you just don't have it but yet you find ways to find guys move the ball get a hockey like assist where it's like one pass to the next pass boom bucket yeah and he he brings that and he also brings it on defense he's not the greatest defender but i at least know the effort is there and he is going to have some really good nights on that end so I know like, this podcast probably sounds like we kiss his ass a lot. Oh, I do, I, because I, I genuinely believe he's that dude. I think it's impossible to not watch what we've seen so far 10 games in and have this feeling. And that's what's great is I know he can be off, but we'll still get something from him. That's a really encouraging sign from a young player. I mean, you look at his box score tonight. He's 0 of 6 from 3, 4 of 14 from the field. So you look at that and you go, oh, so he was 4 of 8 from, from 2? Yep. So that means he got eight two-point shots. My first thought is, huh, that's weird. It's almost like he's not settling for threes all the time. Means means he's getting feet in the paint. Means he's getting yep. to different spots. Yep. You look at his shot diet already this season. He's still shooting a truckload of threes, and he should never, never, ever, 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 ever stop because he's one of the best catch-and-shoot and, and off-the-bounce three-point shooters in the league right now. But at the same time, if he can, again, we, we always talk about this, get two feet in the paint, draw two, draw that second guy, and he can create off the bounce, this is what's going to be fun. The Clippers are now playing the Blazers for the third time coming up on Tuesday. What does that scouting report look like for Anthony Simons? Mm. What do they do? How? What do they throw at him? Do they throw anything different at him? Do all of a sudden do we see a Nick Batum thrown on him after they've seen him twice and go, yeah, let's see how you do with a little bit more length on you. A little bit of a smarter, headier defender. See if we can limit your playmaking or limit your dribble penetration or your your pull-up threes. See, just kind of throw a, a different look at him because when he's out there running that second unit, it's mostly him. Now, don't get me wrong. He's out there with Dame or CJ, who's going to get the attention. But Ant, as noted by the broadcast tonight, he's, what, sixth in scoring off the bench right now? I think he, yeah. I think they said sixth, yeah. So if I told you, whoever, what I said... Ant will be in the running if he's in that like top six, seven and scoring off the bench, and he's there. Now, Tyler Harrow is averaging like 25 a game. Off he's the not bench. gonna pass Tyler Hero. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Tyler might might have that. He's having a Ginobili type season right out of the gate. Um, but I, I'm I'm very confident in what I've seen yeah. from Anthony Simons. And all, the only thing that I'm really wanting at this point in time is is more. Give me more minutes. Find a way mm -hmm. to get him. Like if, if it means you have to take Dame and CJ and rest them both at the same time and, and live with some consequences, then do it. Yeah, Ant should be closer to thirty minutes than he is to twenty minutes every night at this point. Are, are, yeah. are you at that? Uh, have you reached that point? Oh, I, I, I mean, I reached that point after game two. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about Dame. L little, little deeper okay. dive. Okay. What did you like about Dame tonight? I like that Dame. I like that Dame did not allow 
the last game to loom and that he basically came out and made it a point to say, screw this, man, I'm Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. And he had 10 points in the first quarter. Like to have that kind of showing to maybe give people some hope that, hey, maybe he can battle through this thing. And even with the injury, he's going to be okay. I still would like to see him take some games off. But I like that he at least came out with the mindset of, I'm not allowing what happened last game to dictate what I'm going to be this game. He kind of trailed off and got a little cold there uh, after that first quarter. But I, It's the first real flurry we've seen from him this year. And I, I did think his last deep three, he ended up, I think, front rimming it. Mm-hmm. I thought he shot that more for the crowd. Like, hey, I still got this. Like, I can, I can get it from here. But he didn't shoot it. This doesn't sound so stupid. It didn't feel like he shot it to make it. It felt like he shot it like, I can still do this. Yeah. I'm still that dude. And he Because he hasn't shown it. He has not he has shown not it this shown season. That. And no. everybody's like, you still think he's injured? Number one, yes. <laughs> I, yes, I do. <laughs> Number two, that is the first real explosive play we've seen from him on any level this season. He's tried to dunk twice, and guess what, folks? He took an offensive foul on one because he was never getting there. And number two, he got rim-checked. Rim-checked, yeah. Like, that's that's not the Damian Lillard I know. Did you feel like anything that he did possibly have coming into tonight physically, he exerted in the first quarter, and after that it looked like it was a bit of a struggle for him? That's exactly what I thought. I thought he had a, a, a the first probably 16 minutes of, of, of action for him. Yeah. I was like, that looks a little bit more like old Dame. And then it was like he like went in the locker room, maybe got stiff or tore it all wore off. <laughs> <laughs> if you told me they shot him up with it, I wouldn't, wouldn't be stunned. I'm not at all. Uh, not in the least bit. I mean, guys get that, those shots all the time, especially they put it in a biofreeze can and make it look like, hey, I need the endorsement. Listen, man, you had a guy get his going. lung punctured in the NFL last year who was yeah. playing with a broken rib, and it was going to be a, a weekly thing. Like, yeah, th- th- these guys get that stuff all the time, but. <clears throat> Uh, overall, I, I like, I really liked, um, Dame's mentality night, the, his, his attack mode. He definitely had an FU for, for Russell Westbrook, which was fantastic. I love that. Um, but overall his mentality coming off the news of last night, um, the Lakers are in town. There's always that. See, can I, can I just, uh, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah, go. You keep citing the news to me. If. My takeaway is I think it's more the performance for his fuel than it is the news. Like of the two things yesterday that happened, the news is huge. And we'll I think it's a combination of, of, of both things. Like he played it, it he, is, he had his worst game of his of his like adult career, what's called of his prime. Yes. Yeah. A, a prime game. That's the worst prime game game we've ever seen. I think it's more that okay. than it is the general manager. Because look, coaches and general managers, they're gonna come and go in this league. True. And I think he, I think he understands that at this point, it sucks. It's a distraction. That's I what, I, that's what that. I'm t- looking at it more as was like, it's like, are you kidding me? Here's another stupid thing we have to go deal with that I don't have any control over. That's fair. Yeah. And so it was like, all right, let, let's go out. Okay. Let's let's rally the troops. Go out and, and play the game that we need to play. Let's t- like I, I have a reeling suspicion that they kind of knew that this Laker team was coming in wounded. Yeah. So hey. Locker room speeches, hey, bleep them, bleep them is about us. We go out there, we handle business, we come out, punch them in the mouth, make them so they don't want to play, and then actually doing that. And I think Dame leading that charge was a was a, a good sign. Was a, it was kind of a big thing of like, 
hey, even if I'm not right, I'm still going to show you I'm good. I'm right. I'll, I'll figure this out. That was right. more than any X's and O's or anything. That was my big takeaway from the game. So uh, we do get two days off. Thank you, God. Uh, with that in mind, it just feels like every game has been coming every other day for the last two weeks. Dude, my wife is like, oh, you're doing another podcast? I'm like, yep, they they feel like they play every day now. <laughs> Welcome to covering the NBA on a nightly yeah. basis. It's, it's, all... turning into the, it's turning into Major League Baseball at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> but with that in mind, uh, tomorrow, even though there won't be any basketball, Brandon and I will be doing the uh, mailbag pod. So if you guys have questions, get them in now. At Jack Ramsey's on Twitter, at Danny Maring, at Brandon Sprague, jackedramsey's at gmail.com. Uh, we'll probably do it sometime in the afternoon. So get them in now. Don't wait till the last second because then I got to re-scramble and add. And just... yes. So if you got questions, get them in now. Uh, I'll put the tweet up when I when I get done with the show here. Um, you guys can go there again if you're not on Twitter. Yeah. JackedRamsey's at gmail.com. What you got, Brennan? I just wanted to add to that. Like it, any and all questions are always welcome for the mailbag pod. Mm-hmm. If, if there's a question regarding the Neil stuff and we don't shout your name out, just take that more as there was at least seven to eight of those same questions. <laughs> We've already gotten a ton of those already. Right. So, so whether uh, we shout out you or somebody else, like just take that as like we saw the question. I promise you, we're just we see every question. I don't. I don't ever question. toss any aside. It's it ends up happening if somebody asks the same basic thing, it gets looped in with that. Or right. if it's or it's a trade thing, I may sit on it for a little while because there's just more pressing stuff on top of that. So, uh, thank you all so, 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 so very much. Uh, Blazers obviously get another win. Put a little bit of a streak together. Let you look at that. It wasn't again, not a pretty streak, but you don't care. You take the wins however you can get them. Uh, They have the Los Angeles Clippers again on Tuesday (laughs) for the third time in three weeks. That's Uh, it. I think that's it. I think they only got three. Yeah. Uh, So, if if the Blazers want to do themselves a solid right now, Go ahead and, uh, you know, get a win against the Clippers so that you can win that season series just in case it get gets, a little, yeah, gets <laughs> a little stupid at the end of the season, which I have a really right. suspicion the Western Conference is going to. Uh, but otherwise, thank you all so, so, so very much. If you're watching here live, please scroll over and click subscribe if you haven't already. Again, the podcast is growing. We're getting towards to our goal of 2,000 by Thanksgiving, which is what? Uh, 20, Three weeks away? Three days away? 22 yeah. days away? Um so yeah, yeah, four weeks. Jeez, it's it's coming up quick, man. Uh, so if you can, uh, please subscribe. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. Uh, share us with your most hated enemies. They may like the Blazers too. Uh, be like Lamar Hurd. Be like Neil Everett. Be an endorser of the Jack Ramsey's podcast. Hey, shout out to both of them. Really good guys. Yeah, thank you tonight, Lamar. Wonderful human it. beings. Lamar did not have to do that, and thank you. Uh, for anybody who has a question, it's not because Lamar shouted us out. Lamar is genuinely one of the, the kindest human beings on the face of the planet, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, so, again, get your questions in. Uh, until then, we will be back for Tuesday. We'll have the mailbag pod in between, and I'm going to finally dive into the, the uh, first 10 games and pull up some trends, uh, particularly as it focuses on Ant and Nas and how they've integrated, uh, and then kind of work our way from there. So I'll have that drop in here in the next couple of days. For Brandon, I'm Danny. We'll catch you guys on the mailbag pod, and then Tuesday for the Clippers game. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.